Hello and you're very welcome back to Poems for the Speed of Life. Today's poem is Tremolo by Breda Wall Ryan. Crossing a bog, do not measure progress in pitfalls. Let your eye be your compass. Needle fixed on a floating point lined up with some header clump or blasted tree. Pace the journey to the heart's tempo. Its metered beat steadies the quaking terrain your claggy footfalls damp its vibrations. Take this much on trust. Behind you, the slow curve of foot-shaped depressions, insects treading a bog-hole's teeming skin. As the path becomes memory, the history of the future is woven in peat. Above you always, a lark, its trembling note pours down like raindrops. Tremolo by Breda Wall Ryan for a second time. Crossing a bog, do not measure progress in pitfalls. Let your eye be your compass, needle fixed on a floating point lined up with some header clump or blasted tree. Pace the journey to the heart's tempo. Its metered beat steadies the quaking terrain, your claggy footfalls damp its vibrations. Take this much on trust. Behind you, the slow curve of foot-shaped depressions, insects treading a bog-hole's teeming skin. As the path becomes memory, the history of the future is woven in peat. Above you always, a lark, its trembling note pours down like raindrops. I thought it might be a good idea to read a definition of tremolo. I had heard the word, I was sort of familiar with the word, I knew it was something to do with music. But when I read the definition just now, I realised that I didn't really know the specifics of what a tremolo really is. A definition reads, it's a wavering effect in a musical tone, produced either by rapid iteration of a note, by rapid repeated slight variation in the pitch of a note, or by sounding two notes of slightly different pitches to produce prominent overtones. Another definition reads that tremolo is an Italian term that means trembling, which captures the trembling and quivering sound created by the fast repetition of one or two notes. Breda Wall Ryan is an Irish poet who is, I think it's fair to say, she's less well known than I think she deserves to be. This is the second Breda Wall Ryan poem to feature on this podcast. You can find Landmarks back in episode 31. Landmarks was a poem about place and memory and the connection between the two. I think there are overtones of that place and memory and the connection between the two also in this poem, Tremolo. There's a couple of lines in here that really leap out. First one in the first line, crossing a bog, do not measure progress in pitfalls. How often do we do that? How often do we measure our way through something by all of the things that have gone wrong or even more pervasively that could go wrong. It's something I think ingrained in our psyches. We are anxious and worried and fearful 
for a reason. We see and we seek out pitfalls everywhere. There's no doubt that that's from evolutionary psychology. That is how we survived. That is how our ancestors survived for all the countless generations that led to us being here today. The awareness of the dangers, the awareness of the pitfalls. And it's probably true to say that we seek out pitfalls now where there are none. Many of the pitfalls, many of the threats and dangers that our ancestors in the mists of time had to deal with, we don't have to deal with them anymore. But we still are innately ingrained and innately fine-tuned, seeking out the things that could go wrong or dwelling on the things that have. Let your eye be your compass. This is a powerful line. Let your eye be your compass. What that tells me is that our experiences are in so many ways the most valid, maybe the only valid experience. Yes, we have the scientific method. Yes, we have statistical averages in economics and all of these things where averages and repeatable experiments make things reliably better for more people over time. That is good for humanity as a whole. But what is good for us as individuals is a different thing entirely. And this is a conflict between the self the individual and the whole and the collective but let your eye be your compass that tells me that your experiences are valid your experiences are your most important reference point yes it's good to be aware of what's good for the whole and good for the collective but if that threatens or overshadows our own experiences through our own senses, we are going to feel great dissonance in that. So I think on the whole, it is ultra important for me and for you to pay attention to the world through our senses, to let our eyes be our compass and to trust what it is we see, to trust what it is we hear, we see, we feel. The second stanza starts, take this much on trust. Behind you, the slow curve of foot-shaped depressions. Foot-shaped depressions. At the most literal level, it is walking through the bog, looking behind you, looking at the holes your feet have made as you walk through. But there's something deeply evocative also about the use of that word, depressions, the double meaning of that word, depressions, the literal meaning of holes in the ground, but also the broader, heavier meaning of depressions, the psychological, emotional and physical manifestation of difficulty. Later on there's a line, as the path becomes memory, the history of the future is woven in peat. And those words, the history of the future. That's beautiful. The history of the future. This sense that we are where we are in time, but that that time 
encompasses everything. It's asking us, I think, to be aware of our place in time, even though our place is so minuscule, so tiny. Yes, it is important, it is vital, it is all that we have. Our eye is our compass. But also, as the path becomes memory, the history of the future is woven in peat. The history of the future. The things that have not happened yet will eventually become history. The people who were not here yet, who have not been here yet, will eventually become people of the past, woven in peat. And above you always a lark, its trembling note pours down like raindrops. Above you always a lark. I think there's some element of the divine here. Above you always a lark. Is the lark a symbol of some form of divinity, of some god? If you've listened to this podcast before, you might have heard me say before that I don't have a well-formed belief in a god as a divine being in human form, sitting on a white cloud, casting down judgments. But I do believe in some other intelligence, some higher being, the universe, the cosmos, an energy that transmits itself and interweaves its way through all of us and through everything. And I think that that being that power is often felt in nature and I think the lark here may be the symbol of that and it is above you always it's with us always nature is always around us always available to us even as we in the collective threaten its very well-being I hope you enjoyed this poem Tremolo by Breda Wall Ryan and I'll see you again next time on Poems for the Speed of Life.